Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're all enjoying your day, great. If not, oh, uh, <laughs> oh you're going to probably love this one, depending on what side of the fence you're swinging on in terms of this subject matter. So, just before, not too long before this episode is being recorded, we all know the controversy that happened. Right back, running his mouth on Twitter, taking a shot at Vince and bringing up his deceased mother and everything. So I thought to myself... Why not go and look back at the WWE career of Ryback? Now, I'm going to refer... I'm only going to talk about his time as a Ryback character. So, I'm going to talk about his time as Skip Sheffield as part of the Nexus. Or his time in NXT before then. Or his time with Tough Enough. It's going to be from when he started with the character in April 2012. All the way until his departure in 2016. Because if Ryback blocks me for this episode, then I'll be freaking laughing heavy about it. So anyway, let's go over this. So, before this character debuted, like I said, he was part of the Nexus, he's part of NXT, and he broke his ankle not so long after SummerSlam in 2010. He was gone for over a year because of surgeries. After this, he became Ryback. Character who, like, completely shaven head, wearing a singlet, and people started to compare him to Goldberg because of... His booking and his look and everything. He started chanting the words, Feed me more. All the time. So then April 2012, after a lot of hype, he came to the main back to the main roster under this new character and started this whole undefeated streak, defeating lore enhancement talent guys and then lore guys on the card. Sometimes one-on-one matches, other times handicap matches. Then kept chanting, Feed me more. Seemingly saying he wants to be fed more competition. So eventually he ended up going on a 38-match winning streak. Before then, suddenly, it made eventing the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in 2012 against CM Punk. So one defeated streak versus WWE Champion. But Ryback lost because special guest referee Brad Maddox decided to low-blow Ryback and give a quick fast count when CM Punk capitalized by getting a little roll-up on the big monster himself to end his undefeated streak and retain the WWE Championship. After this, Ryback failed to his next couple of opportunities to become WWE Champion in Survivor Series and Triple Threat against Champion CM Punk and fellow challenger John Cena, as well as the TLC match on the January 7, 2013 edition of Raw, which was supposed to have happened at TLC, but had to be delayed because CM Punk had to have knee surgery, so that had to be put off by a little bit. Now, the next closest thing to... Any significance that Ryback would do during this babyface run would they be would be he would be the runner-up in the 2013 Royal Rumble match, last eliminated by John Cena. Took part in a six-man tag match at Elimination Chamber with John Cena and Sheamus against Shield, but the Shield ended up winning by pinning Ryback. Not a good move there. After this, Ryback would then go on to having a feud with Mark Henry going in WrestleMania, which Mark Henry won after Ryback could not fully execute the uh, shell shock. Which is like that elevated Samoan drop, I guess you could kind of describe it as. Could not execute it. Mark Henry flattened him, pinned him. But then afterwards, then Ryback still got the shell shock afterwards to kind of get over with the crowd. Next night, Ryback came out, helped John Cena out in the main event. Well, technically after the main event of Raw. And then hit him with the meat hook clothesline to turn heel. Shell shock. And actually gave him the whole up yours arm motion. And signaled that he was going for the WWE Championship. So these two would end up having two pay-per-view matches after this. They had a last-man standing match at Extreme Rules, which ended in a no contest after Ryback grabbed Cena and plowed him through the big arena 
freaking stage area caused explosions and lights and everything like that so paramedics had to get called so match no contest then they had a rematch at payback once which was a two out of three falls match well technically three stages of hell originally it was just an ambulance match then like i said it became three stages of hell where the first fall was a lumberjack match second was a tables match and the third was an ambulance match so ryback would win the lumberjack match for the first fall and then Cena would win the second fall in the tables match and then the third fall for the ambulance match after putting Ryback through the roof of the freaking ambulance with the FU, and that concluded that feud. Now, after this, this is where things really started to go downhill for Ryback, because he had some random one-off feud going on with Chris Jericho going into Money in the Bank, which, of course, Ryback won. Then he started to tweak his character to being a more of a bully, and also started to actually line himself with Paul Heyman, because he was like, I hate bullies but yeah then he goes bullying people and they had those segments and everything where it's like he confronts people backstage and bullies them and everything and laughs in their faces and all that which is not really something you would think the company would do because you know be a star so he was going through all that with backstage people and at night of champions like i just mentioned he aligned himself with paul heyman by helping him attack cm punk freaking putting him through a table and helping Paul Heyman win the two-on-one handicap elimination match and officially became a Paul Heyman guy. So this marked the second time he was feuding with Punk and the latter of the two, Punk was not happy about having to work with Ryback again because Ryback was known for being clumsy in the ring and everything and was giving Punk issues with like his health and everything during this feud especially. Because I mean you had the whole thing where Ryback tried to press slam Punk through a table but missed and Punk slammed on the floor freaking kicking him and breaking his ribs and everything like that concussion all that shit it's just ugh you gotta feel sorry for him so these two had a match at battleground which Ryback actually lost after CM Punk hit him with a low blow and then rolled him up for the pin then these two would have a rematch at Hell in a Cell which was technically a two on one handicap Hell in a Cell match with Ryback and Paul Heyman against Punk but Heyman stayed on the roof and Paul and Ryback just faced CM Punk one on one and once again, Ryback lost. Not good there for him. Then afterwards, this was when Ryback then went into a tag team role because not so long after this, he ended up breaking off his alliance with Paul Heyman and then started going in a tag team with Curtis Axel, aka Axel. And let's be quite honest, this tag team sucked. Alright, this team went nowhere. They never became tag team champions. They didn't really have any memorable things going on. It was just nothing. Just like, it, I think Ryback even said in an interview saying that whenever a company tends to kind of put you in a tag team out of nowhere, it means they got like no creative plans for you. And that seems to be the case because you look at what he was just doing prior to this. He was going undefeated, going in on a defeated streak, turned heel, failed to beat John Cena for the WWE Championship. The stuff with Paul Heyman didn't fully work out, and then tag team. Like, these two just did not really have a direction. And then after a little while, the team just suddenly had to break off because Ryback had to go get hernia surgery. And I remember he had those segments like, he was like, huh, I'm getting surgery. Ryback rules. So after being gone for a few more months, after a few months, Ryback came back, turned babyface, reverted to his old feed me more meathead gimmick. <laughs> meathead. And probably still being compared to Goldberg and all that. But he turned babyface, broke off the team, and 
just reverted back to the Goldberg, uh, sorry, Goldberg, right back of old. I can't, I should not compare that. This is an insult to Goldberg right there. So then after this, he started doing the whole babyface run where he was trying to help up with Team Cena against Team Authority, but there was a whole thing of the Authority messing with its jobs as well. Same thing with Eric Rowan and Dolph Ziggler. There, I know also during this time they were teasing a feud between Ryback and Rusev. I don't think they even had a one-on-one pay match until, I believe, 2015? Because I know they were teasing in late 2014. Cause I remember they were they had one-off attack when I went to that one SmackDown in December 2014, but that was like an attack before Ryback was supposed to go against freaking Seth Rollins and Rusev attacked him. So they had, this feud never really got a proper conclusion from when they were starting it in late 2014. Thankfully, Team Authority lost. Team Cena won at Survivor Series. Uh, Ryback then took part in the Royal Rumble match, but he was one of those slow eliminations, like taken out of the Royal Rumble match by Big Show and Kane. We're doing it with a bunch of guys over and over. Just pick a body, gently drop him like dead weight and all that. Uh, let's see. According to Fast, and it said Fastlane, he took part in a six man tag match. Nobody listened to that. Uh, WrestleMania 31, he ended up being part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Did not win. Whatever. Won by Big Show. Not surprising. Uh, then after this, he started actually going into a feud with, uh, Bray Wyatt. Which I actually completely forgot about. But then, like, Bray Wyatt started getting the better of him. And I believe right before, um, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view... Ryback actually had a match that he continued on Raw despite getting a broken rib in a match on Raw against Bray Wyatt. So maybe this was what happened next was WWE's reward for him. So you go to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and they was Ryback was part of the Elimination Chamber match for the vacant Intercontinental Championship, the title that was vacated by Daniel Bryan due to neck issues again, and possibly concussion or whatever the hell is going on. And Ryback ended up winning to become Intercontinental Champion with that being his only championship run in WWE. Ha ha. Uh, let's see, then afterwards, Ryback started going in a triple threat feud going against, like, Big Show and The Miz and all that. And Money in the Bank, he retained his Intercontinental Championship against Big Show because of The Miz. Then they were supposed to do a triple threat match at Battleground. However, right before the pay-per-view, Ryback ended up getting a staph infection in his knee. Therefore, the match had to be delayed till SummerSlam, as mentioned in the three-part series episode of the podcast. Eventually, they had the match at SummerSlam. Ryback retained. It was whatever. Nobody cared, obviously. Uh, then, let's see. It was... Let's see. September 14... No, sorry. Night of Champions 2014. Uh, no, sorry. 2015. I can't get my years right today. Kevin Owens would end Ryback's only Intercontinental Championship run at 112 days by defeating him for the championship... After this, Ryback then once again kept failing, falling into relevance, irrelevancy. Never won a championship again. Freaking didn't I get the Intercontinental Championship back from Kevin Owens. Feud ended. After this, he didn't really have much of a direction again. I mean, he would take part in tag team matches and all that pointless shit. TLC 2015, he had that match against Rusev where he actually lost... According here by, and I don't remember this match at all, but it says, according to his Wikipedia page, you lost via TKO. I don't remember that at all. Uh, competed in the Royal Rumble match, 2016, with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Failed to win it. Then after this, this is when things turned for the end for Ryback. They turned him heel, changed his look completely from the singlet down to being like trunks and some kind of weight belt there. 
abandoned his team like on an episode of Raw, so he became a heel and started going into a feud against Kalisto over the United States Championship. Going into both freaking WrestleMania and Payback, both times they were both pre-shows and Ryback failed to defeat Kalisto to become a United States Champion. And it was the night, the day after the Payback 2013, or sorry, 2016 uh, pre-show match that he had against Kalisto, it was announced that Ryback had been sent home, failed to renegotiate a new contract, and according to what it says here, Ryback said that on his personal Tumblr page, he made him, he himself made the decision to go home and cited a lack of equal pay for talent and creative frustration as primary reasons for his departure, and he has not been back since then. And about three months later, it was confirmed that he had finally been released from this com- from the company, and he has not. I don't think he's been in that many companies or anything like that since then. I mean, uh, corn here from what it says below there on the for the independent circuit part. It says that he was taking independent bookings. He had not lost a match on the independent circuit from August 2017 to August 2018, and has not wrestled in about four years. Well, yeah, when you see Ryback's reputation and his attitude and everything, it's kind of understandable why nobody wants to book him. I mean, like, the only thing that Ryback ever did that I liked him for was in December 2014 when he cut a promo talking about, like, his past and everything, about his aspirations to be in wrestling and time and tough enough and everything like that. When he cut that promo, I was like, okay, this is something good, something relatable to Ryback to where he's talking about real-life stuff. But it's like, this is the guy who keeps saying the whole feed me more thing is like, feed him negativity so he can turn stuff into positives and fuel him for the future. But for somebody who's all about feed me more and being about positivity, he is spewing a bunch of hateful shit like a little bitch that he is right now on Twitter, isn't he? Like, seriously, Ryback, you're not, like, freaking pissed off at Vince because of how, like, the stuff about his mother or anything. You're bitter about the fact that your WWE career was a failure. <laughs> all right? The only watchable matches that you had during your entire time in WWE were the two big pay-per-view matches that you had against John Cena. That was it. You had one championship run that people probably forgot about. Most of your feuds blew. Anything that you did outside of your Intercontinental Championship match and your main event match that you had against Cena, nobody remembers. Like, does anybody remember the match that he had against Big Show or The Miz or freaking Rusev or any of them? It was like his WWE run freaking sucked. Like he got compared to Ryback. He was sloppy and injured people in the ring. I mean he kept injuring Punk. He gave Dolph Ziggler a concussion from a stiff clothesline. Like the guy is freaking reckless. Can't be freaking trusted in the ring. I'm even looking at a picture picture of him right now. If you go on Wikipedia and look for that picture of him on the trunk like singlets there with the bald head and everything. He looks like freaking EC3 if EC3 was jacked and had his current shaved head freaking hairstyle right now. Like, seriously, Ryback, you have clearly are swallowing a bitter pill if you're still constantly taking shots at Vince McMahon and the WWE, and you can't try to claim that, oh, I'm standing up for the truth and all the greater good, or whatever the fuck you're going on about. We all know you're bitter about the fact that you're a complete failure in WWE. You sucked, dude. Without a shadow of a doubt. So anyway, let me know your thoughts in the comment section below of Ryback's time in WWE. Or maybe his stuff on social media.
I mean, let's get a discussion going in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, folks, please remember to leave a like, comment what you thought below if you're watching this on YouTube, and possibly subscribe with the bell turned on, or follow on any other service that you may be listening to this pod. And I will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.